In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab is upon us, and John, it's always fun to do an In the Lab in the season, and it's more fun after Texans win, and that's what the good guys did on Sunday against the Jaguars. I was... Not surprised that they won. I was surprised that they put up 37. But I thought, hey, you can beat a rookie quarterback. And all offseason long, you and I have said, I think this offensive line is better. I think this defensive line is better. And the drop-off from Deshaun Watson to Tyrod Taylor, it's significant. Yeah, it's going to be significant pretty much from anybody dropping off from Deshaun Watson to anybody. But... Tyrod Taylor can still play, and it's not the precipitous drop that you would have from, say, like uh, back in you know 2000 when the Cowboys went from Troy Aikman down to you know <laughs> in the following years like Chad Hutchinson and Drew Henson and Anthony Wright and you know so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think with all that in mind, it's not stunning that they won the game, but I was I was surprised that they put 37 because we haven't seen that much around here, in, you know, at all certainly in the last seven, eight years. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, just the numbers that go along with it, the 37 points being the most in an opener, which uh, kind of incredible to think about, but 37 points. And here's the other thing. I know that what people probably saw the box score from around the country, they're like, oh, yeah, Trevor gave him the game, three interceptions. Well, they only had three points off those three interceptions. Yeah. I heard Sean... Uh, and Seth say this on Tuesday morning as I was listening, driving up, you know, during a tropical storm, listening to him and I'm thinking, boy, they're dead on about this. And Sean said they left points on the field. I think they would all tell you that they yeah. left points on the field and they scored and they scored 37. So they generated 34. I think the thing that was surprising, I tried to think back, OK, what was surprising? What did what did all of us miss? There are a lot of people that missed a lot of stuff. I don't think we were surprised by how uncomfortable the front four and the pass rush made Trevor. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were surprised that the team played relatively clean, that it's been a focus. Um, I wasn't surprised they played with, like, relative joy. I mean, there just seemed to be, um, you know, joy and organization um, and, and camaraderie. Yeah. I think the one thing I was surprised with was the number of plays that, that uh, Tyrod hit down the field. You know, he had Farrow, I think, both – now, he had the one-handed catch, but he also had the other one where he got out of pocket and found Farrell on a crossing route, and then Farrell dragged guys. There were the multiple. The two Cooks, yeah. Yeah, the two to Cooks. I mean, there were at least four or five plays where they went over 29, 30 yards, um, which I, did, I didn't expect. Um, you know, we do all this off-season work, and we, you know, we've all, you know, all in lab work, we're like, okay, who's going to lead the team reception? Okay, we think it's Cooks. Okay, who's second? Who's it going to be? Well, if they re-sign Fuller, well, then Fuller's not going to sign here. Okay, well, then maybe it's going to be these guys. Oh, maybe it's going to be the tight ends. We had no idea it was going to be Danny Amendola, um, who tied for the team lead with five catches. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't surprising that it wasn't somebody that was on the roster. We just kind of – we could see that there was maybe going to be some move that went with it. We just weren't sure. But that, to me, was probably the, the most surprising thing was that uh, they generated plays down the field. I thought this would be very much, you know, just keep chopping away, chopping away. And there might be periods of that. Yeah, I think we're going to see that. I think we'll see games like that this year. Yeah, sure. I think we will. I think there might be some games you have to slog through. But hopefully, you know, they can win those games 13-12 or 17-15 or whatever. 
but yeah. they showed they could put some points on the board, which I thought was a really bright um, was a bright thing coming out of that game. They didn't win that thing seven six and kind of muddle through. They were offensively efficient in mm-hmm. everything that they did for the most part. Yeah, they had that long, you know, second drive was you know a fourteen play drive and really chewed yeah. up a lot of clock. But two things from what you just answered that I think you need to be added onto before we get into the Cleveland game. You talked about n- not really getting any points off those three turnovers, three points off yeah. three turnovers. I mean, that's almost inexcusable. In a, in a, I mean, it's certainly inexcusable in a loss, and it's really, right. it's, it's not alarming, but it's, it's what every one of those guys, whether it was Cully or any one of those players, they all, uh, they, every one of them after the game or yesterday on Monday, they all said, we still got a lot to work on. We got a lot to clean up. And that's been a, a good thing. You know, that's been a, a, a refreshing thing to hear. They are not satisfied. They're happy, but they're definitely not satisfied. And so they focused on that. that that's going to be something they got to clean up. And you even saw it in Cully's locker room speech. You know, hey, we still got to clean up a lot of mistakes and we're going to correct yep. them. And then the second thing uh, was the deep ball. You know, that was the big thing in training camp and in preseason. They can't throw the deep ball. It's never going to happen. Tyrod Taylor just can't do it. And Tyrod Taylor said it. He said, it's coming. It'll, you know, just, just be patient. It's going to be here. It'll happen. And a few of his teammates said it, you know, in the run-up, you know, during the preseason. And I think maybe some of us thought that was lip service. And it's just like, you know, it's being said to be said, but he backed it up. You know, he did, he was able to go deep at a few times and and really open things up. So if he continues to do that, that gives that gives other teams when they're studying the Texans, you know, more to consider because I think that there's there's this idea, well, they want to run the ball and this guy can't throw, so let's just stack the box. Well, that's not the case, and we'll see how much that's not the case this weekend because it's a good, it's a different test going up to Cleveland, a lot more veteran squad, a lot yeah. higher talent on that squad, and we're going to get into that in a sec. But you got a follow-up, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I think it was really interesting, you, and you just brought up something that, that struck me because I thought this early in the game when Shaquille Griffin second play of the game jumped that route on the outside. It was the speed out. It's stealing five yards, really, and he sat on that sucker. He sat on that route and broke on it and just couldn't hang on to the interception. Man, how different is the game if he comes up with an interception and they score? And, boy, it it could make the game totally and completely different. And I remember thinking after that, like, man, we're really going to have to back them off because they're just going to sit low and sit low and sit low, and they're going to get one. And I think it was those deep plays that started backing him off a little bit. And then they started getting some stuff underneath. I think Cooks get that deep ball. They score the touchdown. The next drive, Chris Conley then gets the dig route underneath him. They backed him off. Like, hey, wait a second. That deep ball's still viable because Cooks can still get downfield. We've got to back up a little bit. And I think that was really what helped him. But that that first throw worried me. And that was my exact thought was, dang it, are we going to be able – to push it down the field enough to back them off. And they eventually did that. And I think that's going to have to be the MO. Like, look, take what they give you. But if they give you that deep ball, go take it. And week one was a good sign that they went and took it and did a good job doing it. You know, the older I get, the more unsure I get when people ask me, hey, what do you think is going to happen today? I had, you know, a few coworkers, a <laughs> few friends, a few fans say, yeah. hey, what do you think is going to happen? Today? I, was, I don't know. I think we can win. Mm. Nothing, nothing yeah. surprises me anymore. Nothing at all surprises me. And looking at this game ahead against Cleveland, I don't know. Nothing would surprise me. I mean, what happened last year? You had 
basically a monsoon blast through in a four minute span. And you had to clear everybody out, fans, players included. Um, and then you go out there and you move the ball at will in between the twenties with ease in between the twenties on a, a really good defense. And then when you get down inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the five, you bog down and you lose by what? Uh, it was a 21, seven type ish game, but it was really like a one score game until um, yeah. Nick Chubb broke that, that, that long run late. But I just have no idea because you've got a lot of guys. I mean, they're, they're all extra motivated in comparison to other teams of the past with the Texans because of so many one-year deals. But then you've got this little subset of guys like Tyrod Taylor, Pharaoh Brown. I guess you could throw Eric Murray in there, but former Browns who are on this team who've got, I'm sure they've got, you know, I don't want to say axes to grind, but little hatchets to kind of yeah. to rub on the whetstone. <laughs> but they've got, you know, a little bit of extra juice. And maybe that doesn't mean a hill of beans. But I do think there is a little something to that. And I'm I'm fascinated by what happens because they know the personnel clearly. And they know what they're capable of. And they think they're capable of a lot more than maybe a lot of people outside the building think. I can't wait. It's This is a much better litmus test for where this team stands and um, I'm just excited. What do you think is the key as far as what the Texans have to do to slow down this Chiefs team? Well, because, and before you say it, because I, when I was working in the post game, writing some articles and stuff, I had the Chiefs Chiefs Browns game up. Yeah. And I saw the Chiefs up, or excuse me, I saw the, the Browns up big, but never once did I think they were going to pull it off. I mean, I was always of the mind, well, yeah, pretty soon Mahomes and company, they're going to go, and they did and they pulled away yeah. and they did what they I thought they could do yeah and I think there's a lot a lot of reasons for that you know having watched the game you know there's that Mahomes Tyreek connection that's been there this is now the fourth year you know Kelsey and Mahomes same thing fourth year those guys are together I think what the Browns did a really nice job of was wrecking the pocket a few times for Mahomes now like Patrick, Tyrod can get out of the pocket. If you wreck it, he gets out of there. I mean, the couple of big plays that he made were because he was able to get himself out of the pocket, Houdini-like or David Blaine-like, and, and go make a playoff structure. But he made a lot of plays in structure. And David Blaine, key, I like I that think. little reference for the kids. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, change, change it from Houdini to David Blaine. No I like Houdini, Houdini sounds is. cooler. Anyways, go ahead. I know it does sound cooler, but, um, you know, Houdini-Blaine sounds like a Big Ten conference football award they give out the Houdini Blaine award goes to Tyrod Taylor. Um, anyhow, uh, the Browns are extremely athletic yeah. and where they need to be gritty and tough. They are gritty and tough. Yeah, uh, this, on the is, a different, this line, is a different ball of wax in that front seven of the Jags. Golly. Yeah, yeah. it is. Maybe um, the best, will, maybe the best, one of the best in the game in Garrett and then Clowney. We know what, we know what the heck he can do. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. And, and it's deeper and, and, and look, the, the thing about it is, the first play of the game against the Chiefs, I watched number 58 just swallow up this run. I mean, he just whips the guard and just swallows up this run. And I'm like, that's not Christian Barmore because Barmore went to the Patriots. Like, who is that? And I go look, and it's Malik McDowell. And I'm like, whoa. And if you remember Malik McDowell, he was a guy that had all kinds of issues when he went to Seattle. He had a car accident. He had issues off the field. And the Browns basically picked him up for a song. And – He's now starting for them, and he's as athletic as any interior guy the Texans are going to face. You add him to Garrett, to Clowney. They add Anthony Walker from the Indianapolis Colts, Greg Newsom. They draft. They are athletic defensively. Look, they're not fallible. They're not, they're not the 72 Dolphins. 
you know, they, they're, they're going to make mistakes. And I was, there were times that Mahomes had a ton of time in the pocket where the pass rush just didn't get there. So I, you just going to, this is going to have to be one you slog through where you establish a line of scrimmage, you hit them in the mouth physically. And that's the one thing the chiefs were not going to do. The chiefs just weren't going to hit them right in the mouth um, in at all. That's not what the chiefs do. That's not their MO. I think that is our MO uh, up front, especially. And on a defensive side, look, you're going to have to answer that physical offensive line with smart physical play. And then your linebackers can't be jumping out of gaps. Um, there were a couple times, uh, one linebacker in particular jumping out of a gap. You got to play it strong, you got to take on blocks. Uh, and then when you're there to make a play, you got to wrap these guys up. Chubb and Hunt are as good after first contact as any two backs you're going to find. And because they can go one, two, they're always, always fresh. So you got to match it such that you slow down any direct runway for them. You got to make everything try and bounce and then give your secondary time to get there and help out and then team tackle all day long. Texan to watch for you against the Browns is. Zach Cutting week on Who? Zach Cunningham. I think Zach Cunningham is going to have his hands full. The position he plays uh, asks a lot because he's got to take on Chubb. He's got to take on Hunt. He's got to fight through blocks up front, but he's also uh, got to be pristine in coverage. The tight ends that the Browns have, you know, Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant and Joku. Now, now he's not matched up on all of them in man-to-man, but he can, and they might ask him to because – you can't get into nickel and dime against these guys, especially in second and seven or third and five. They'll just run the ball. They did it against the Chiefs a couple of times. The Chiefs went on nickel, and they were like, all right, you got five guys up front. We like our numbers count in the box. We'll run it, and they did. So that's where a guy like Zach Cunningham has to play like a safety, like a linebacker, and a defensive end all wrapped into one. He's the one to me. He's the one big focus that the Texans, um, that the Texas defense will have and he's got to play at a high standard. The second half of the game against the Jaguars, I felt like he played at a Zach Cunningham standard. The first half, it felt like he was kind of just trying to feel his way through, kind of tiptoeing in the dark, you know. And the second half, the light was on, and he played. And hopefully he's got to play like that for 60 minutes against these guys for sure. That's a good choice. I'm going to go with whoever plays right tackle. And then I think you're going to see Marcus Cannon a lot. I think you might see a little Jaron Christian. How's Andy Heck? Is he back? Maybe. Yeah. He's, he's on the COVID yeah, we'll list. But I'm not worried about Laramie Tunsil. I think he's going to get his against whoever is lining up opposite him. But And we've seen Tunsil play very well against Clowney in the past, if Clowney is indeed over him. But over on that other side, if it's Miles Garrett, you're going to – I think the Texans will have a nice plan. You know, I don't – they're not going to leave these guys on an island and they're right. going to have help. That's where Farrell Brown, I think, will come in some and whoever – Anthony, Anthony Alclair, if he's in the game. But – um yeah, whoever's lining up at right tackle, because we saw a few different faces last game against the Jaguars, and I think you'll probably see that again. Cannon, like David Culley mentioned yesterday, was on a pitch count. Um, they're wanting to keep him fresh, wanting to, to ramp him back, because you know he didn't play any preseason games. He just got activated, right. what, last week? So right. big task, and Texans will have a plan, but Miles Garrett is a bit of a plan wrecker, and – Yes, that's he why is. he's one of the best. That's why he gets paid the way he does. And that's who I'm looking at, Johnny, whoever lines yep. up at right tackle. That's a good one. 
Uh, I didn't mind the rotation with Marcus and, and Geron. I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah. You're bringing up Laramie. You can tell that, that because it's time missed a training camp, Laramie and Titus aren't quite together yet with some of the things that they're doing, but they will get there. I don't worry about that. The one thing that I noticed that I really liked from those two was not so much in pass protection, but in the run game. Go watch the first play of the game. Now, this happened a few times. I'm telling you right now, the difference in this offensive line from Titus Howard from right tackle to left guard is evident and visible. First play of the game. They is that take the one he pancaked tackle. the guy? And- no, not, no, this is the first play of the game. It was not pancake. They took Devon Hamilton and knocked him seven yards downfield on a double team. And I was like, yo, man, they, they run block like this. Forget it. They've got to work on some, some T, T stunts and ET stunts and some of those things, kind of pass some guys off. They didn't um, have that clearly down, but that comes with time and yeah. synergy, and they'll, they'll get back there. I'm not worried about that. Um, but if there's anybody to handle um, Miles Garrett one-on-one in the best way possible, you know, there's some, there's some players when you face them, you're like, man, how are we going to match up with this guy? A lot of times if they've got an edge rusher, I'm like, you know, we're okay. We're going to be all right. Because I think Laramie handles on one on one, and I think on the other side, if you got to help Marcus, you got to help Jaron. That that's fine, but you don't have to worry about helping both of them, uh, yeah. and that that's a good thing. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But you know, look, I think what we've learned about this team since the time we saw it for good in training camp was they'll play together, yep. they'll play hard, they'll play for another, and they'll play for this coaching staff. So they're gonna have and fun. They're gonna like that's enjoy. That's it. worth it. That's yeah. all. That's all worth it. It really is, and I think that camaraderie really comes through in the way they play for each other and with one another. Awesome! Well, I can't wait, man. Uh, glad to hear you're safe. We, we talked off camera. You're yeah, man, you got some same. sticks in the yard. Same here. For those of you watching this <laughs> yeah. or listening to this, I hope everyone's fine, and we miss you, and we love you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Until later, go Texans. <laughs>